0: hello and welcome to the great movies pod the retrospective film review show where we usually talk about all of the movies covered in roger eber's seminal film essay collection the great movies i'm nick fulton and i'm dylan clare and this week we are journalists, so we are instead talking about two valentine's day themed or not valentine's day themed but uh in honor of valentine's day romantic yeah. themed movies um the, the first... quieted romantic movies as well yes Happy romantic movies, not not the, not the ones I typically like. In the mood
1: for love, where it just ends with him whispering into a tree.
0: Yeah, it's either like uh, they don't t- get together or or like one of them dies. Um, <laughs> so the first movie we're talking about is uh, Love Me Tonight, which is from 1932, directed by Ruben Milmilian, and it stars um, Charles Ruggles, Charles Butterworth, great name, great. the wonderful Myrna Loy. And then um, Jeanette McDonald and Maurice Chevalier in the two key roles. And then after the kings that, and queens. Yes. After that, we are going to be talking about uh, Dylan. Do you want to mention the second one? We're
1: going to be talking about Farrakhan's um, Bollywood epic, arguably. Yeah. Um, Om Shanti Om, starring um, Arjun uh, Rampal, um, in her first role, Deep, Deepika Padukone, Ugh. but most importantly, Shah Rukh Khan.
0: Yes. Um, so both of these movies have a uh, these movies have a lot in common. Uh, not just that they're requited love stories, but they're also musicals, and they're mm-hmm. also about a guy falling in love falling in love with a woman who's uh, of much higher um, class in Love Me Tonight and. Not class as much as, like, social standing or fame standing. Sure. I guess professional It's uh, uh, standing in Om Shanti Om.
1: unrealistic um. that these two should be together, I guess, would be the way to start it out. Yeah, yeah.
0: In the, like, conventional sure. uh, sense. So, Love Me Tonight, um, like I said, is from 1932. <sighs> the, the way this movie opens is just, it's so good. It's the best opening. Oh, my God. It A literal it, symphony of
1: humans and cities and work
0: yeah it's just late various laborers in paris doing handiwork or s- like there's a dude just sleeping on the street and the m- pipes are emitting smoke and people are nailing boots and all of that is done in a rhythmic way where it's forming sort of its own song so it's a really um inventive way to to lay out um this musical and get you set up for like there's just going to be music throughout.
1: Yeah. And what's even better is the strings pick up like the smoke and the the cobbler's nails and stuff like in rhythm mm-hmm. in time. It like perfectly blends into going from just street music almost to like the musical music that we're going to be hearing.
0: Yeah. And well, we'll get to it. There's some there's some banner moments in musical history uh, in this movie. Mm hmm. So we meet Maurice, um, who's played by Maurice Chevalier in a very was it Tony Danza-esque role, playing somebody named after himself. And Jeanette MacDonald plays Princess Jeanette, so... Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> um, Myrna Loy does not play a Myrna, though. No. So he's a tailor in Paris, he, and he's not like... A, I feel like a lot of these types of movies are it's somebody who's destitute, falling in love with a princess. He's not... He, sure. He's middle, He's solidly middle class.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got a small shop, but he seems like popular around town. He yeah, seems he's, to be making his way. He's got good customers. Yeah, he's,
0: he's a business owner, and he's able to uh, loan this guy he doesn't really know tens of thousands of... <laughs> Franks. Franks. Franks francs 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 i don't know I don't, I don't know euros um so he's a tailor that guy actually runs in during a race mostly unclothed it's very funny saying that uh he the what is it the, the line is that her husband came home
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> and he basically walked out of, ran out of there with uh like his like just undergarments on He like pretended like he mm. was
0: in a race Yeah, so that's actually um, Charles Ruggles, the uh, maybe second lead from the movie Ruggles of Red Gap, but he's not Ruggles. The main character in that movie is named Ruggles, and he just also happens to be named Ruggles, which is interesting. It's very confusing when you're looking at the, uh, the cast list on Letterboxd. Yeah. So Maurice has made him like a number of suits and
1: 15 I believe he says
0: yeah hasn't paid for any of them but he knows that this guy is the nephew of the duke so he's got money or should have money and the guy (laughs) says you know I'll I'll be back tomorrow with bags of gold and (laughs) I'm gonna have your money I'm gonna have the money for all the other people around town who like make the shoes and make hats and make everything else so this guy's borrowed and basically gotten on credit over a dozen suits and owes a lot of money um after that maurice is making a tux or like fitting a tux for a guy who's getting married and he starts singing this song isn't it romantic to the guy (laughs) (laughs) which is a great the song is good but Mm -hmm. what's better is how the song kind of permeates throughout society yeah um so i have uh, the so it
1: starts with him the tailor mm-hmm. and it goes to the customer then it goes to a cab driver uh, there, he sings it out of the, the um the customer sings he, it out yeah, of he the walks it in the shop st- or
0: he walks out sings it in the street the cab Passes driver the cab driver
1: it. cab driver starts singing it the passenger comes in is like a songwriter and he starts like taking down the notes and the lyrics and then he's singing it on the train ride home and inside the train there's a bunch of army recruits who start singing it themselves and then they sing it as they're chanting and marching through the streets and then a bunch of vagabonds that are in like the fields that they're uh marching and singing through start picking it up and finally it gets to princess jeanette hearing it from the vagabonds outside her wealthy mansion
0: yeah uh, her her like romeo and Juliet esque like s- standing out on the balcony <laughs> here's the song she starts singing it yeah but instead of romeo
1: showing up it's the Comte de whatever his name is. It's a doofus like... who's
0: way too old for her, although not the oldest person <laughs> me, she's been like to.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, she's a widower, and uh, the last person she was married to was like 85, and this guy's only like
0: 20 or 30 years old, or not 60. Yeah. Um, apparently, so this mo- this is a pre-code movie, but there were a lot of things that they were made to take out, or, or not... Uh, that the sensor board wanted to take out. Yeah. Um, and he he's like courting her. He's standing on a ladder and he falls and he's like, oh, I'm not going to be able to use that again. I broke my flute. And apparently that was <laughs> one of the lines they wanted to get rid of. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it implies gu- something. I guess everything else, that, like every word out of Myrna Loy's mouth is like the horniest thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Myrna Loy is like every time she walks past maurice
1: in this movie she's like oh hi. yeah it says something like really
0: inappropriate but it's yeah. it's funny the, br- and also, the breaking flute line is good i feel it's kind of innocuous compared to some of the other stuff they they get away with in this movie the thing is even from the start of the movie
1: he's basically walking around town and he's like saying hi to all the women they're like i'm your friday girl <laughs> this is thursday or this he walks by someone and then he's like uh mm-hmm the man's like how dare you and he's like oh and it's like this dude's like fucking around town like crazy Mm -hmm. and like i don't think i'd see that in a postcode movie this yeah our hero just like gallivanting and having all these affairs
0: they they also um had to were forced to cut part of um charles ruggles introduction i think i think they made them take i don't know like so i did you watch this on the um the kino release Mm -hmm. were you able to get that so one of the bonus things in that is actually like notes from the censor board about uh, all the things that they wanted them to take out. And one of them was like th- the line that Charles Ruggles has about uh, her husband came home. Yeah. So so I don't know if they were told to cut it and they didn't or if it was cut and then that was like added in after the fact. hmm. I don't know. In the version we're able to see now, fortunately, it's back in because it's very funny. It's it's great. Um, so then we, we meet a few of the people in the, uh, the Duke's estate or, or chateau, I guess. Um, we meet Ruggles' vicomte Gilbert, Gilbert um, who's caught red-handed trying to scheme more money from his uncle because he has yeah. all these people. Um, and then we also meet Valentine, who is played by Myrna Loy, who is, uh, Jeanette's sister. Mm-hmm. And then we meet the three, are they her aunts? There's like three Yeah, they're, they're aunts. I
1: didn't a... actually know, but it said in the Wikipedia page, luckily, okay. that they're, they're aunts.
0: Very Witches in Macbeth vibe? I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm fresh off of rewatching, or watching uh, the Cohen Macbeth, but...
1: I thought more of, like, Greek chorus. Yeah, I could see that. Because they're not, like, you know, s- murderous, scheming... But they have, like, a crystal ball, and they're, like, you know, predicting things, and then they sort of react to everything going on in the movie.
0: It's it's funny their characterization, because when we see them apart, like, in, in that room where they're sort of pre- predicting or, like... Yeah. It, they do seem very, um, like, mystical, and then we see them later when they're interacting with other people, and they're, like, the goofiest, like... <laughs> most absurd people in the movie so we'll I we'll get to them. we'll we'll get to a great moment with them uh later on in the movie um so the ta- all the local tailors uh go to maurice and they're like yeah dude um we still haven't been paid what's the deal and some other guy comes in and basically says oh yeah don't ever uh loan this guy money because he's he owes every tailor in all of paris money yeah. A lot of money. Yeah. So Maurice says, you know what, I'm gonna go down there and I'm gonna I'm gonna get all our money. I'm gonna do it myself. <laughs> I'm gonna go
1: down to the like fucking villa castle place. Yeah, yeah.
0: I'm gonna go to a castle and just demand money. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes, um part way there the car that he's riding in gets a flat or something like that. They have to stop Yeah, it, it breaks down For some reason. And while they're doing that, the princess Jeanette is out and he he hears her from afar singing and is uh, singing a lot about lust yeah yeah um he's smitten and then i guess fortunately for him she drives past them and since their car's in the middle of the road their her buggy like just goes off road and flips over not good yeah it's not like the safest she could have stopped and like waited or let them pull forward yeah um, he he picks her up and carries her over debris and flirts with her a little bit and she's, I think she's initially charmed and then finds him a little too uh, cheeky or whatever. Yeah, I, I think she's charmed, but then it's like I, I need to get going. Shut up, man. Yeah. Um, and then he like claims that he's like, oh, you know, I love you, whatever. And then she's like, I don't care. And then she me, me. she drives over his hat. But hey, hey, he's got a spare one in the trunk. So I love that moment because it shows like his hat get run, got run over by this woman. But you know what? doesn't matter. He's got another hat. He's ready to go. And that's how he's going to be. Like no matter what beats him down, he's going to be ready to, to go and give it another shot. Yeah. So he tosses the old hat, grabs the new hat, and um, he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So before they arrive... I have to shout out my favorite line in the movie. The princess okay. has has like fainting spells. Yes, <laughs> she's at the house. She faints, and I don't know if it's the duke or if it if it's um, Charles Ruggles says to. I Ronald think it's Roy, Ruggles. Yeah, he he runs in and sees Valentin and says, Valentine, can you go for a doctor?" And she says, "Certainly, bring him right in." <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> it's incredible. Honestly,
1: the humor in this reminded me of of Duck Soup a lot and I know you guys I, I thought
0: didn't... no I thought the exact same thing and like one of my problems that I had with duck soup was that those lines are all so familiar to me that I didn't like none of them were surprising anymore sure whereas this they haven't like permeate permeated culture as much so that each line seems fresh I don't know like that's just one of my weird hang-ups with duck soup I think
1: it's a personal watch yeah, but um, I loved also the part where the count is trying to like cuss out um uh, Ruggles, and he's mm-hmm. like uh Myrtle. Like he's on trying to like finish. It. Is a it jackass. Is a jackal. Oh yeah, yeah. It's
0: another great bit of very duck soupy sort of banter, mm-hmm. and just like playing with language. That tor- sort of exactly, uh, or like Abbott and Costello type. Yes, type jokes. yes, that'd be another good one. Yeah yeah this movie's really funny like it's oh my god it's the laugh a minute it's really good um I, I do have to say i don't think we talked about it on the show but i watched ruggles of red get pretty recently and that movie is also very funny um mm-hmm. from around i think it's around the same time i don't remember when it's from i don't know anyways uh yeah 1935 yeah so maria McCarry movie yeah yeah and uh charles Lawton. yeah um Yeah, Lou McCary did Duck Soup, right? I'm not crazy. I'm not misremembering that. Okay, he did. Um, So the doctor checks her out, and by checks her out, I mean, sings just a a wildly inappropriate song for a doctor to sing to a patient.
1: Yeah, and basically makes her strip down to her, like, undergarments. Yeah.
0: It's not great. So he basically sings a song um, telling her how hot she is. (laughs) And she's... She has been a widow for three years. She got married at 16. So she's only, and, and I think she says she was married for two years or something like that. So yeah, she's so like, I think she's, she's, she's 21. Like, she's like 21 or 22, something like that. She married a, a 72-year-old who, uh, a 72-year-old in 1932 looks uh, looks like a 92-year-old <laughs> these days. Uh, he far. If we want to talk about age gap discourse. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, like a,
1: a lot of High marrying uh, Tom Waits and Licorice Pizza or something.
0: <laughs> so he like his song ultimately is, you're not physically sick. There's nothing actually wrong with you. Um, you just need some some love in your life and then he ends by saying you're not wasting away you're just wasted as in like not wasted like drunk wasted but your uh feminine uh I don't know, her hotness is being wasted is what he's saying it's it's not it's not great i don't think we're supposed to admire the doctor no but
1: it it definitely reeks of like 1932 yeah. gender discourse um
0: I a do lot, like there's a lot could, of like Oh boy Ho-boys. <laughs> oh <laughs> between, between like, the doctor and finding out that her husband was 50-plus well, years sort of older than her, with, movie. like, back-to-back, it's, back, it's, oh, boy.
1: Her father is, like, she can only marry of a specific royalty, and all the royalty are just, like, old hags at this mm-hmm. point. Like, um, and they kind of do mention it. It's
0: like, there's not a lot of royalty anymore. much oh, around this, th- She has to marry someone of a similar rank. And yeah. the two um, options are an 85-year-old and an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Such a good one! <laughs> <line. laughs> it's like, ugh. Yeah, no, that's just the worst options. Yeah. So, uh, Maurice arrives at the Chateau. Valentine is immediately uh, submitting with him. Uh, the <laughs> my the, God. <laughs> yeah. Vicomte the Charles Ruggle character, uh, finds him. And the, uh, he doesn't want the Duke to know that he owes all this money around town. Um, so he, they basically pull a, uh, Three's Company style. Yeah. (laughs) He's a Baron, you know? Yeah, false identity (laughs) thing where they say he's, he's the Baron Cortalon, So that he'll be welcome. He'll be able to stay while he, uh, scrounges up money somehow. And also so that it doesn't give away that, um he's he's blowing money all over town being really irresponsible the flute guy. i I,
1: I do think there's a fun thing where it's like you're like wait why wouldn't they know he's this baron doesn't exist but then it actually gets into that there's like one somewhat smart guy that is like just researching the whole he's the one that wants to marry princess jeanette the only one that's only 20 years older it's the flute it's the flute guy who broke his. it's the flute guy and he's like i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out and he's like i'm gonna prove it's not a real baron and then they're like he's a a prince he's a he's
0: a disguise yeah. he he immediately like knows hey i've never heard of this family this is sort of like my area he's really area of expertise kn- he's really and the, and the real duke doesn't know shit are. yeah so one of the things that the, the the family like between that guy and um jeanette they pulled different little tests on him mm-hmm. so they're all gonna go deer hunting this is probably a favorite scene in the movie and she has him ride a horse called solitude (laughs) i I love that i love that the horse is called solitude because they have a great reason like why it's called solitude but also like metaphorically yeah the movie's riding in solitude yeah yeah the movie's about like he is in solitude trying to lose solitude and and married to this woman but he's called solitude because he always comes home alone
1: (laughs) (laughs) the best part is they're like chaining this massive chain around the the stable with like danger signs and the horse just goes right through him Ugh, it's a great
0: horse yeah i have in my notes uh princess is a real sicko for this shit just like making this (laughs) making this dude get on this horse who's obviously gonna kill him yeah probably like what ha- what ends up happening to him is pretty much best case scenario which is he uh he gets bucked they decide off. to part ways yeah he, <laughs> so he gets he bucked off off screen and he's not uh named or or killed just a little uh, dirty yeah but it is very funny that like when the horse speeds away they use like the undercranking where it just speeds off like a, <laughs> it looks hilarious. like a bull like a bolt out of a gun <laughs> yeah um maurice during the hunt Gets uh, separated from solitude, as it were, and ends up uh, befriending the deer that they're hunting. Yeah,
1: and uh, takes it in, feeds it oats <laughs> inside <laughs> one of the, like their little cabin houses on the property. It's great. <laughs> oh my
0: god, it's great stuff. What? And it pretty much like usurps the hunt. Like nobody else, af- Afterwards, they're not like, oh yeah, let's let's shoot this stag. He's like, all right, yeah, I found it. <laughs>
1: princess Jeanette's the only one that's pissed but it's it's very funny Mm -hmm. her and uh maurice's uh
0: like banter about like how could you do this and he's like he did some oats yeah and he he like they they go back and forth um she's like how do i know more about like hunting etiquette than you and he's like yeah well you're not very feminine so (laughs) not not a thing that's aged well but you know that's that's fine we gotta take 1930 cinema yeah as it comes uh so the flute guy like you said does a little bit more research and finds well, well wait hold on
1: i got i went before i went we move on from the hunt when everyone rides up to the house they're like oh, oh. ha he got the deer and then they turn around and it's like the most amazing like slow-mo, slow motion yeah because because it the, was john vigo sort of thing it,
0: it really was i actually thought of that too because it's isn't it that the, the deer is asleep, so he tells everyone they need to be quiet and, <laughs> and they just and so know. everyone goes riding
1: away, but like time slows down mm. and the sound fades away.
0: It's the most beautiful thing, and it's a nice contrast to like the last time we saw the film speed being altered was yes, it being sped up from the horse, and now it's being slowed down because of the stag. Um, so the flute guy does a little more research in Lars so that there is no Corcelan family, um, but the Vicomte thinking on his toes says uh, he's actually royalty um, persecuted royalty <laughs> Tra- traveling under a nom de plume. he says I d- which I didn't actually know what that meant. <laughs> no he he's, he means to say nom de plume, but he's oh. He's getting it wrong, and it's not really a nom de plume if he's not a writer. I don't know what it's called. Like, I know nom de guerre is, like, a, a wartime alter ego. I don't know what just, like, a social alter uh-huh. ego is called. But, yeah, so the, it's just a malapropism of, of him trying to say. It's sort of like the jackass yeah, yeah. whatever scene. It's just these people are trying to, to use words that they're not quite capable of uh, nailing. Mm-hmm. Um so they're, they're gonna have a party we learn that uh valentine has been <laughs> peeping on marie's through holes she's drilled through the door so she can watch us change
1: look there's so many inappropriate gender
0: politics but it actually mm-hmm. kind of goes two ways in this movie it's pretty funny it's it's a good it's a good joke you, can, you can't condone it irl but uh it, it's it is funny um so they have this party and he's he's actually like he's dressed nicely but everyone else is sort of in like tails and gowns yeah it's it's crazy he's he's dressed more um like well dressed but casual i would say
1: talking about this because this is probably the part of the movie where we could see the most of the party or the most of the house Mm -hmm. the the, the i don't i couldn't find like where they shot this but this place is like the hallways the seal it's huge it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful on set sort of location filming they must have taken some sort of old castle in i was reminded a little bit
0: of um last year at marion bad it, yeah. it, it, it i mean it's i think smaller than that estate but the other thing that reminded me of marion bad is early on there's just a throwaway scene where like the chateau has all these guests at it and they're supposed to be playing bridge <laughs> everyone's playing bridge but they're not actually talking or moving and it reminded me of all the scenes in Marion Bad where the guests are just With, sitting still. Yeah. But here it's obviously played for a laugh, whereas I think yeah. Marion Bad is not a it's played for funny movie. Weirdness, to make, awkwardness. To make think, yeah, to, what does it mean? Um. So he sings uh, a song at the party and he's a big hit. Everyone seems to love him.
1: Which I, I want to talk a little bit about the song because it's called I'm in a Patch. Yeah. But it's like Apache. But I, I didn't know what that meant. But luckily, on the Wikipedia page, there's a link when the song name, and an Apache is actually a subculture, it was a Parisian Belle Epoch violent criminal underworld subculture of early 20th century hooligans, nightmuggers, street gangs, and other criminals, which made much more sense because I was like, that is makes he a lot more Talking about
0: sense. Native American Apaches from Paris. From I know I was so Paris confused. and France. I was very confused too. I didn't see. I didn't read that. So that makes. I, a I'm lot. very
1: glad that they had that link because it makes <laughs> so much more sense. that he's singing about like this sort of like lowly, like dirty criminal sort of person. I was like, yeah.
0: Is he talking about Native Americans in this French movie. We'll talk. No. I'm, I think later this week we we may be talking about um, some jean movies. Hopefully. But but it's uh, that's one of the things where like I think if you watch this in 1932, maybe that's a reference you get. Yeah, but, yeah, and especially it, like
1: if you're talking about French things.
0: Yeah, watching it 90 years later, we just don't have context for that. And there's a lot of stuff in his movies, like in Platform. It's Platform, especially. I watched Platform this morning, and it was oh, just you, like there was a there was a lot of like in my review on Letterboxd, I basically just said like there's there's so much stuff that I'm sure. I would appreciate it. And I love the movie, but I'm sure like, I would have a much like, which is um, why I'm very excited that we'll hopefully be jo- joined by uh, Sean, Sean Gilman. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's just like so much context that you're missing from movies like that. Yeah. Where... There's the
1: scene where they're just, they're doing each other's makeup and they're just talking about like these executions that are about to happen. Of like, okay, right, right. wait, what, what is yeah. the context here? Mm-hmm. It's a great so. scene. It's a great scene. Oh my God. That's one of my favorite scenes in the movie. But, but yeah, we'll get there's to a- that, yeah there's
0: (laughs) there's so much stuff in like that movie but but it it happens all the time where there's just things that for whatever reason either wrong time or wrong place that you just are are missing out on unless you're able to like Mm -hmm. find find it written about somewhere um and it can be frustrating but i think it's cool like that that's that movies do that movies are great Mm -hmm. i don't know that's all movies are good so uh he sings the song that's not about native americans it's it's not a it's not a weird uh um, him uh appropriating native american culture which is what i thought it was anyways uh he sings the song it's a big hit everyone's like everyone drops what they're doing and pays attention to him saying valentine starts hitting on him at the party and oh, ju- i mean starts well yeah she she just like goes full on though um oh my god Jeanette leaves it's a very like uh um Hamilton's and Skyler sisters oh that's I, actually I, a really great comp. Yeah. so uh she she storms out um jealously he follows her she faints he kisses her she slaps him uh he tells her he loves her again and she reciprocates finally and says whoever you are whatever you are wherever you are i love you what a line. And, and then we we the next morning um they wake <laughs> up apart um he's she she is getting fitted for like a riding outfit yeah he comes in and it's like no what this is,
1: a- what's the word they use for it uh
0: it starts with a c oh i don't know it's not i a, can't remember it's not a corset it's like a, no but
1: they use a really weird word a term for it i don't know i just thought it was interesting that they used a the term
0: yeah it's not some, a term i
1: ever heard used in that context
0: yeah it's it's some kind of outfit and he's like oh the color's all wrong and we need to do this and that and he he sends the seamstress out and she's like oh i've like never been so insulted yeah so he's <laughs> like answer oh. like someone
1: insulted her. <laughs>
0: So he's like, I'm going to fix it, and she doesn't understand how he's going to be able to fix it, and he does. Or no, actually, before that, they make a bet, um, like all the family runs in after he kicked her out, and the family come in, and she's like sort of undressed, I guess 1930s level of undressed. It's not like she's in a, <laughs> a bra or anything, um, but she's like- She's not in a wore- nightgown. Yeah, she's like not wearing a full outfit, so they're all- <gasps> And uh, the Vicomte bets the flute guy 50K that he'll be able to fix it within two hours or something. So that's how he's going to pay for his uh, what he owes. Uh, yeah, exactly. His, his sartorial uh, <laughs> uh, money that he owes.
1: That's a criminal move. You know the, the odds right there.
0: You know so you're, a... Yeah. So he he fixes it in a couple hours, it looks perfect. And then she's like, how did you do that? And he's like, oh, I'm a tailor. And I th- I think that it's, he told her that last night. Like we s- we see him or we hear him in a flashback, like saying something about being a tailor. And I either, I thought didn't. he was,
1: Im- I think he was imagining that and her saying, oh, that's fine.
0: Oh, all right. So I, w- I was going to say, I wasn't sure if it was that or he told her and either she didn't believe him or just like wasn't paying attention.
1: I, I thought it was more like he was like dreaming, like oh, when I say this, she'll react like oh, this, and right. then when he does, she doesn't.
0: Yeah, she doesn't react very well. I do like
1: the way she figures it out because she says it's perfect.
0: Mm-hmm. It's too perfect. It's too perfect. Yeah. So he uh, tells the ants that too, and this is the moment with the ants that I love, where they yeah. run down the stairs and the sound of they're like, ah, ah, ah. they're doing like the <laughs> Tina Belcher, like. Ah but uh, but, the, but then it just replaces it with yipping dogs. Yes. <laughs> like the sound effect of just dogs barking. <laughs> um and then other than uh the the opening musical moment and isn't it romantic? I th- I think the best scene of the movie is this next moment where he leaves and it's a double exposure of him like getting on the train being forlorn and um playing over them singing love me tonight um mm-hmm. as a duet from the night before when they were happy mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's it It looks great and she's uh looking out a, a window again like the opening scene and like ah oh, fuck I, I really do like this guy
0: yeah um and then she chases after him she like she decides that uh she's gonna go for it she basically becomes a western movie hero like riding down the train is she on solitude i wonder if i was she gonna say I think, she, I think she hops on solitude because it uses the same like language of i think she speeds off in fast motion again
1: yeah and she goes in front of his stables but there's a couple horses there when she runs up to it and so i wasn't sure i think but it, it would was, make sense if she runs sense. solitude out
0: yeah it makes sense that she's on solitude both like narratively and it's named solitude and she's getting off of solitude to be with this guy uh she like gets up to his window the horse is running as fast as the train he's he tells her she'll be happier without him you can't be a tailor's wife whatever she's like shut up she runs to the front (laughs) of the train and he's like hey you need to stop and he's like why i wrote down she's a love and he's like that's not an emergency
1: no no i wrote it down um where is it uh what's the problem i love
0: him Eh, it's not a railroad problem uh and he's right so she (laughs) stops uh the train by running way out in front of it getting off the horse and just standing in the tracks forcing it to stop
1: very buster keaton wide shot of like oh yeah there is a train coming at a person and it stops pretty close to her. In front of her
0: yeah wondered how they did that because it doesn't look like uh it's not one of those things where they did it in reverse and then they play it backwards he clearly no, no, he, looked- he, he he hops off the train in the same shot runs towards her and doesn't look like he's running backwards by any means so no i don't know how they did that maybe no osha violation but uh glad that she did, <laughs> glad she did not get hit by that train in real life me too i must say um and then yeah they uh embrace and um all's well that ends well
1: i, I think it's beautiful because they embrace and then the smoke from the stop train like envelops them and it transitions mm-hmm. to the three uh, ants making a a little coat of like a knight in shining armor rescue oh princess. yeah and yeah that's a,
0: that's that's a nice little ending and they say the
1: to... the line once upon a time there was a princess and a prince charming who was not a prince but he was but charming, he was charming.
0: And he, man, great he's, line
1: he's very charming in this oh my god it's, weird. it's wickedly charming
0: i think her, her um sort of heel turn at the end or not heel turn character turn at the end where she goes from like blowing him off to about to get hit by a train for him is a little rushed it's a simple movie it's a rushed movie it's just yeah
1: and also i think there's a good thing of like you know the first time she ever felt happy was the night before when they were kissing and confessing yeah. their love and when she He's gone. She was like, "Oh yeah, that's actually what I want. I don't want all this, you know, bullshit."
0: Yeah, but it's uh, it's a very funny movie. The um, the musical moments in it are great.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's really good, and I don't know of any other. I mean, there's like the the what era were like the Fred and Ginger movies, like like Top Same Hat era. and Swing Time. Is it? Is
1: it? I think slightly after. Maybe. Yeah, I think
0: Top Hat's thirty eight. Yeah, Swing Times thirty six. So this. About thirty-five. Is this the first? This is thirty-two. Uh, is this the first of the major musicals in movie history?
1: I mean, jazz singer is a musical, and that's oh
0: a, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. But I we guess, don't like to think
1: about. <laughs> yeah, I just, guess that's true. I've never actually seen it in in or fairness, Broadway Melody. In
0: fairness to it, um, I think
1: there's also a reason you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah,
0: but but this is even before like the the big Busby Berkeley musicals mm-hmm. that that are a little bit more this is not like that in terms of scale and like there aren't really dance numbers in this or anything like that it's it's not a song and dance movie it's just song songs yeah. being
1: and it also uh, seemed like the songs are written for a song book and they sort of just took it it was like popular songs at the time maybe
0: yeah it's uh roger roger and Hart rogers and heart yeah. songs um and that is uh i think importantly we're pairing this movie with Om Shanti Om which exactly good has, transition which has uh, just huge lavish the most dance, insane song and dance numbers whereas this they're all very understated i mean the apache number i don't think it's on one shot but it's it's just him like in Singing shadow shooting to camera almost yeah in shadow behind him it's very understated um visually whereas mm-hmm. om shanti om is like dynamic colorful um, bombastic you might say fantastical for sure uh
1: very bollywood
0: talk- yes yeah let's 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 talk about that movie dylan yeah i think this is the one we'll spend a little bit more time on it's it's it definitely had like love me tonight really has like three things that happen and it. it's very like lover lovers meet they don't like each other or or they don't get along even though the one likes the other one he gets her to love him they split up again and then they get back together again. And that formula—it's like, it's, been done. like a, it's like a little truffle.
1: Like it's like two bites. You mm-hmm. know, it's really sweet. It's really tasty. And Om Shanti Om
0: is like fucking family feast. There's That's, like seven courses. There's just so much going on in it, and yeah. it's a much longer movie. It has a lot of extra stuff going on yes. as well like in uh, aside from the romance there's a whole lot <laughs> whereas love Me Tonight is just this very sort of like classical um story structure of I, I mean how many how many rom-coms use that structure now where it's like two people don't get together they get together they break up and then they get back together at the very
1: especially night. like comedy of errors yeah, you know, yeah. seven years later they're shop around the corner mm-hmm. something similar to that um yeah so anyway so i'll, I'll be taking over the om Chantillon. I've seen this like four times now, and it's worth it every time. Uh, we started off, and I should say going into this, this movie is specifically, and we don't know enough too much about this, which is I, well, I was really trying to find a guest for this one. This movie has references at the wazoo of just about mm. every Bollywood movie that came before it. It starts with a, a stage performance, um, which is referencing the movie called Cars. It's basically just one of the numbers in this movie called Cars, where they sing... A song, Om Shanti Om. Life is a Highway? (laughs) No. I want to make sure all of the listeners know that Om Shanti Om does not translate to Life is a Highway. It doesn't actually have even a direct translation. It's just the main character in this is called Om. The main girl girl is called Shanti. (laughs) And it's like their, their combined title references a song from an old Bollywood musical, Card Callers. But basically they're at the filming event, which is where they have a crowd and they're all cheering them on. Um, the performer throws his jacket to Shah Rukh Khan. Um, and this was, I believe, yeah, it was my first Shah Rukh Khan movie, and it was, I think it was maybe my second Bollywood movie, which is a weird one to start off with, but it, I kind of went into this wondering, like, you know, Shah Rukh Khan is supposedly the most famous star in the world, given just his exposure in India and China. And, um, I was like, you know, is this star power gonna, like, translate it all for me? And I think five seconds in his smile after grabbing the, the coat and it's just reaction. It's just like, yeah,
0: th- this is a star. He's also playing much younger. I mean, they don't, I don't think they give an age for him, but he's like no, but 42 in this movie and he's playing someone who seems like has the energy of 20. a, a, a mid 20, like wide eyed. Yeah. Tr- trying to make it. And in not Hollywood, Bollywood, like that sort of, um, He's really good. He's 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 just so fun to watch. In this, he
1: sells it. He, even yeah. he, you can just tell he's older. It's just like, you know, this guy's it. Yeah. Um, and uh, when he walks out of the performance, the janitor says something like, "To be a hero, which is basically like a star, in their in their talk, mm-hmm. um, you need more than the jacket. You need like the personality, the looks, the talent." He's like, "You don't have any of them." Um. So he decides he needs to change his name, which is a big thing, which makes his mom upset. Um, because he doesn't want to be a junior artist, which his family has languished in. Um, a lot to do with sort of like what defines it is to be a hero. You know, mm-hmm. even just comes out of the name. You need a strong name like Kapoor. Um, and this entire time he's kind of living in this small house, but right next to the small house is this billboard of a movie called dreamy girl, which is a reference to a movie. I believe is called dream girl. It has the exact same poster. Oh, all right. Um,
0: yeah this the, sort of like the platform thing or the an patch thing there's just a lot of cultural references that we're missing out on so I'm I do sure think that- at the same time it's sort of just embedded enough in the story that it's just like you could be like oh this is sort of like yeah you the you like you, Bollywood. yeah you may know that things are references like there's a scene where it's like sort of them at the oscars or their equivalents yes. of the oscars and they're interviewing people on in the red carpet and i recognized um amitabh bakchan yeah yeah but i'm sure that he's... all the they, they interview like 15 people and i'm sure all of them are stars and I oh just, yeah i just don't and recognize we'll get to diwangi,
1: diwangi diwangi which just is like let's see every star in the bollywood history come mm-hmm. out so, I'm um, sure, yeah, I'm sure that
0: if you're watching this and you're more versed in Bollywood movies, you get more of those references. That said, like, I don't know how important getting those references is. You don't like, lose on entertainment value, and, even and maybe, if you don't get it. Like, maybe it's too much, honestly. So like, I,
1: I do kind of worry about that if, like, the more I see Bollywood movies, it's just going to be like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, this is... Well, it's like that, that
0: scene in Tick Tick Boom with all the the um, Broadway actors. A lot oh my of people, God, yeah. really, a lot of people, really like that. I'm like, come on! Like, you're just trying to capitalize on on like the the cultural cachet of like these other people's hard work by throwing them in this movie for 20 seconds. I don't know. Maybe I'm too cynical, but
1: you know, Jana told us that she like cried so much that Matt had to like ask her if she was going oh no. to be okay gonna, and wanted to stay I'm in the movie. I'm gonna get yelled at. You are going to get yelled Sorry, at Jana, when watch, she does watch,
0: this. Well, maybe she, she'll need to watch Om Shanti Om first. So uh, we've got. I'm going to tell her she's time. not
1: allowed to listen to this podcast. And we've I would recommend t- anyone that hasn't seen it that would expect to like it. You cannot listen to this uh, podcast for this part of the
0: the show because yeah. there's lots of spoilers in Om Shanti Om. Yeah, and like, love me tonight. You know exactly where it's going. Oh, I, I
1: you, here, listen to the love. Can't, me, can't to be section. spoiled. You you've, know what's going to happen.
0: You've seen, you've seen a movie before. You know the exact language that this movie is going to like play yeah. out, and you know every beat before it happens. It's fine. That's not like you're not watching it to be surprised at the end. You're watching it for the joy of getting there. This yeah, one exactly. Not that there's not joy in getting there, too, because there really is, but there, there's, some, there's some shit that happens in this movie, man. Actually, people were mad because this, I guess,
1: the plot structure of the person dying in, like, reincarnated love story is very popular in Bollywood movies. So, in actuality, this might be another one of those, you yeah, know not, the story. Not
0: to us, but...
1: Not to us. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so... Uh, he and his friend Papu, um, oh, he's in love with the star that's on the poster. He and Papu decide to go to the premiere of the movie. Um, and during the red carpet, um, Shanti, um, our main heroine, walks out and uh, her like shawl gets caught on. Um,
0: it's uh, like a good runs. luck bracelet
1: that his yeah, mom yeah. gives so, him. And uh, basically he like walks her down the red carpet with it stuck in it and she turns around. It's really cute. It's a very um, good me cute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a... It's beautiful. Anyway, while, while that happens, uh, Papu like, steals someone else's tickets to get into the theater. And I guess it's someone that like always tries to cover their face so they can do that and pretend like that they're them. Yeah. Um, it's such a good joke because it's like, oh, he won't care. And it cuts to the guy, the actual guy. I guess it's actually his stunt double playing him. His, oh, like, really? His career-long stunt double. And he's like... You can check my uh, wallet, see my uh, picture, it's me. And in the picture, he's still covering his face. <laughs> it's such a funny joke. But actually, I read about this on the Wikipedia page. That actor was pissed, because he was like, no one would ever mistake me, and let <laughs> someone else into the thing. It's like, God, man! <laughs> he was like, stunt d- double-did the part. Come on, come that on. That's funny. Um... Anyway, so now we get we see some of the movie within the movie, and uh, is this a scene of the movie? It, I think it's probably my scene of the movie. Mm, not for me, but it's a good one. It's such a good. This is probably my favorite song of the movie. I'll say that for sure. Um, we see sort of a musical number, and uh, it there's again multiple. You could just tell like they're like literally CGI cropping out like um, people from old Bollywood movies, like Forrest Gump almost, mm-hmm. and adding. Uh, Topeka's character shot tea into like these movies, um, but like she'll she'll sing to the guy, and then suddenly the guy turns into Shout just like yeah, he's doing like, all the no.
0: He's imagining himself in this movie,
1: basically. Oh, it's fucking magic, and uh, he's got like the same outfit on and stuff, and it's it's the best number. <laughs> um, but yeah, and uh, they get kicked out of the theater.
0: Because they, he uh, starts, like, dancing uncontrollably. Dancing. Like, he's just, and he's so moved. Then the guy by that it.
1: they stole the tickets from couldn't, like, point them out. Yeah. Um, but uh, Shanti, like, waves him goodbye. And he's like, oh, my God. Anyway, so as junior artists, they get to be, like, basically extras on the next uh, movie that Shanti's in. And, uh, oh, no, 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 no. I forgot something really important. Um, after the movie, though, he's super drunk and he's, like, with a beer bottle. giving oh, yeah, he does uh... Some sort of, like, awards acceptance speech mm-hmm. pretending like he was the star of the movie. Um, and that will come back. So I just had to quickly mention that. Um, but anyway, they're on the the movie set and uh, the director is having problems. Shanti doesn't want to act. There's a great part where the producer gets there and the d- producer becomes quite an important person. His name is Wagesh. Um, but, uh, he's, uh, telling Mukesh, like, I'm set up for this, uh, shot, a Rai camera angle, a Bill Mulroy camera angle, a Guru Dude camera angle. And I was like, oh, I actually know those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically the scene is reference to a famous, uh, Bollywood movie called Mother India, where there's a woman trapped in fire and the star will jump in and rescue her. Um, and this actually happened and the star got badly burned. And, uh, oh. They, he ended up marrying the person that he uh, he rescued in the scene and in real life, but the fire gets out of control, and uh, the star is like, "Yeah, fuck it," like she could die. <laughs> and uh, Rukh Khan, who's basically played this guy that only gets to say "run," uh, actually runs in and, and rescues her.
0: And, his uh, his delivery, like he he uh, wants to make it big so he's trying it's to like, deliver right. ron the, the most like dramatic way possible <laughs>
1: really and, it, and the personal assistant's like literally tackling him out of the shot mm-hmm. it's very funny um anyway shanti goes to say you know thank you afterwards and uh this is probably the funniest part of the movie where uh he's like confessing his love to his friend papu <laughs> like of, being of course very, i would do this being very charming like yeah it's like this, my love is nothing. My worth. My life is nothing compared to the love for Shanti, and Shanti is like standing behind him. When he turns around, he starts like you could see him like mumbling, but like you hear this dramatic. Yeah, that's uh, the part that I think is really
0: funny. When he's 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 giving this uh, like very moving uh, like confessional type speech, but it looks like it's been adr wrong, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, is this just bad ADR, and I hadn't noticed it? the entire because we're like 20 minutes into the movie or so at this point I'm like have I just not noticed this like what what the hell and then she's like what are you saying <laughs> <laughs> such
1: a good joke
0: because it's all he's just like mumbling nothing he's yeah. trying he's trying to say stuff but he's just not actually saying anything because he's too uh afraid I guess or, or overwhelmed it's a great bit. yeah
1: so anyway his last thing he says to her is like no sorry no thank you of course I did it And, uh, outside of, uh, the, uh, tent, this, uh, like, kid who's, like, a script worker hears it, and he writes it down, and they call it, yeah, Yeah, and basically that becomes, like, one of the most famous Bollywood lines, and that guy became, like, the director. Um, then there's a really funny scene where he's pretending to fight a tiger, and this is, like, referencing another movie, like, a, a really bad B movie, basically. Um, and he's trying to impress Shanti, pretending to be a hero. Um. And Shanti, like, obviously is, like, catches on that like, this is all fake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but she invites him out on a date, basically, and, uh, there's a, they bring a snow globe, and there's a scene at the date where it's like, oh, this is totally referencing Singing in the Rain, where there's, like, this, like, beautiful staircase with, like, the rest of the scene is, like, the mise-en-scene is nothing, mm-hmm. and they're sort of dancing on this, uh, steps, um, also great rear projection, fake rear completely fake rear projection um in the scene um but it's a really cute date. And uh the next day on set though, he finds out that um I think that might she, be
0: my number of the movie. Oh, like, the, the date the, the date uh, yeah, the date dance number stuff. and then like it it does like them in the snow globe. I think that it's great. It's so beautiful. It's really good.
1: Anyway, the next day uh she on set uh he like kind of peeps on her and finds out that shanti's secretly married to mukesh and she wants to become public with it. mukesh is the producer producer uh... yes sorry um and he's like no and so you know you think there's now going to be sort of this thing where like mukesh is this famous person this producer who uh, she's married to but isn't very kind to her um and sooner or later shara khan will win her heart and like she'll She'll move on and, and marry him.
0: Uh, that doesn't happen because <laughs> the next scene. Oh well. Uh, also, she's pregnant. Oh yeah yeah sorry. I didn't so she's that. Yeah. the the controversy is that he's, uh Mukesh says that no one will invest in a married actress's film. Yeah. And there's now like he he says we're gonna make this movie called Om Tranti Om. And it's going to be like a huge production. It's going to be great for me. It's going to be great for you. And if you can hold off until we're done, we like, once that's done, we're going to have, we could do uh, it, but she's like to a ton like, of money and you can tell everyone. And at that point it'll be fine. And she's but, like, I
1: can't, I'm pregnant. There's like this compounding factor here. We need to do it now. Yeah. Um. Anyway. So when they're starting to film uh, the set of Om Shanti on the Mukesh and uh, Shanti meet at this big ballroom sort of set that they built and uh, Shower Khan ends up there and he brought a snow globe and he's like he's gonna like confess his love and uh, basically he sees them together and he throws a snow globe in the water and walks away but then suddenly Mukesh is like I'm fucking killing you <laughs> and uh, he burn- he's, he's lights fire to the, the set with Shanti still inside it and locks the door the 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 bad guy walk out of the set with the fire around him he looks pretty cool. Yeah. It's not cool what he's doing. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I'm, I'm not saying it's cool to, you know, murder your girlfriend. Wife. Yes. Uh, And he says, like, we're going to get married in this set. It was, it's this big dramatic scene that ends with him murdering her. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, Shira Khan is like, oh shit, I got to break in and uh, save her. And so he gets inside. And, uh, oh, but before that like he gets these the shit guards out of him first. He gets the absolute shit kicked out of Mukesh's like thugs. And then uh he finally gets inside. He gets like fireball blown out of the window, like doubt like two stories out, down a hill, lands on the ground. I'm like, this guy's fucking dead. He gets but, up, he
0: gets hit by a car, and then it's like, oh, but now he's dead. It's not the exploding out of a, a burning <laughs> building that does it. He gets hit by a car, by a, uh, it's a what movie. One of the stars. It, it's, oh, no, no, a, no, yes. Is movie. a producer or a director? It's a producer, or, yes, yes, yeah, yes. It's somebody who we met, like, early on in the red carpet scene. for. Yeah, for it, the Tana movie. Yeah, and his
1: wife is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, basically, they're rushing to the hospital, and that's why they see him on the road. And that's what kills Rukh Khan. After all that, yeah. Um, but basically, the idea is is um, because the baby is born the second Shah Rukh Khan dies, Shah Rukh Khan's reincarnated into the baby. Yeah. So we and, cut um, to
0: thirty years later when he's the same age, but yeah, a different person. And
1: yeah, he he basically has, and this is the thing: he has everything he wants from the first life. He has the fame, he has the stardom, he has the women um and uh he's a real yeah. piece of shit. Oh, he's horrible. But th- supposedly this is a completely like accurate take on what Shah Rukh Khan's life is cuz every day there's people parked outside Shah Rukh Khan's estate like trying to wave at him and get like a picture or just see him. And every day he'll come out and like just like wave at them and like just do nothing. So it's like a
0: complete yeah. rip but, on Shah Rukh Khan that he's totally up for yeah but but not just like it's not just that part of it but like he comes to work he is acting in a movie and he doesn't know like anything about what's going on no. he doesn't want to do it he tries to like get people fired uh, he's just a real dick
1: I, there's also a good joke at Shah Rukh Khan's like in life expense where um someone's like he's much shorter than I thought he would be and it's like, yeah, Khan's actually kind of a short guy, and they've been have to like try to work that around in movies to pretend like oh, he's really? taller. It's the Tom yeah. Cruise. He's the Tom Cruise. It, he, of, no, that's uh, exactly the Tom Cruise thing. Okay. Um and uh he, we basically just see a performance he's doing in the movie. Um that he basically forces them to do, where he's uh shirtless and like throwing water around and um super jacked. And I guess the lyrics to this song don't, and it, it, even like following the lyrics uh, translated, this song makes no sense. It's just like, I'm sad, I'm in love, like it it it, it uh, it's called my heart is in distress. But anyway, um, in this musical scene, uh, there's these big fireballs that shoot out and that freak him out, and they're like, oh, he's scared of fire, and that's you know that's yeah he has PTSD from uh
0: he's not
1: PTSD to... from a past life. He's not scared of cars though. the actual thing that kills him. Um, anyway, so, this, uh, moment of being scared by the fire sort of triggers something in him. And, um, he begins to start remembering what happened in his past life. He goes home to his original parent, mom, and, uh, his friend Papu, who's (laughs) now, like, much older, but still good-looking dude. Um, and uh, he sort of puts together everything that happened from him in his past life. And he's like, I'm going to get revenge on for me and Shanti and um, basically get Mukesh to uh, confess. And so
0: is this what before that is when he uh, wins the film fair? Oh, award. thank you. Thank you for saying that. Because uh, at the awards party when he sees Mukesh and like everything clicks together.
1: Yes, I, I, I'm sorry. I skipped too far ahead. So basically, he's at this awards for a movie he made called honorable Honna," which is a reference to one of the most famous Shorokan movies called "My Honna." One means "I am too," and the other means "I am not." So, um, I think if you know you've seen that movie, you're like, "Oh, that's oh, that movie." Uh, anyway, he wins the award and he starts giving the acceptance speech. That he gave in the past life. That's what triggers it. He starts mm-hmm. making the speech, and he's like, "Oh, I've said this before." And he's like, "Papu, I remember Papu." Um, yeah, but and before Papu he can re- actually remembers
0: s- it from and thirty like, oh years my God, before, so now almost reincarnated. Yeah, now he believes that, or not, he realizes that this yeah, yeah. ohm is
1: their ohm. Yeah, Uh but basically, before they could solve the problem, uh they have a whole song number called "Diwangi Diwangi," where um. Every fucking star in Bollywood just decides to like come out and uh get a standing ovation and dance to like five seconds of the song. It's a, um, it's a did, great it's a great moment. I mean your whole your review was just the lyrics of this song. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All the hot girls. It's really good. It's uh I every year I make a playlist of songs from movies that I've seen that year and I've started my 2022 one and this one's on there and whenever it comes <laughs> up uh I mean I've only had it for a few days but I've listened to the playlist a couple times since then whenever it comes up I'm like hell yeah like this this is some good stuff is this your favorite song of the movie it might be I don't know I don't know that it's the best song but it's sort of uh the most earwormy sure um yeah, all the hot girls, put your hands up and say, Om Shanti Om, all the cool boys. Om um, Shanti Om. Especially because it's in English, it's easier yeah, to remember. Yeah, like, makes it, it makes it a little bit easier to, to remember, especially if I'm like listening to it on my phone as opposed to watching it. I don't have the subtitles. Mm-hmm. So did you uh,
1: recognize any of the stars that were coming out? I'm curious. There's, I didn't. A couple I recognized and a few I was able to be like, oh, I will, would know this person. So... um. One of the one that comes down is named Kajul, who's in a movie called uh, Diwali Dalayan Lajangye, I think it's called, which I watched recently, which was like, Shah Rukh Khan had been a kind of a star at that point, but I think that was his first, like, hugely breakout movie, and that mm-hmm. was his uh, romantic partner. When uh, she comes out, they, like, point at each other in their faces, and they're like, oh, it's you. Um, there's also a woman that comes out n- named Preeti Zinta. Who I knew before I watched any Bollywood movies because uh, she owns my favorite cricket team there. Oh, but uh, she's sort of like the romantic second lead in Dill Okay, which I've recommended to you. Um, mm. she's the one that comes out with a guy, and uh, he walks off with the guy, and she's like, "What the fuck?" Oh yeah, when he like distracts her.
0: Yeah, yeah, and then, like grabs yeah. the dude she's with.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty simple. Okay um Priyanka Chopra was one of the people that came out I didn't and I, I, did not...
0: I, I knew she was in it and I was looking for her but didn't see her
1: yeah she comes out um and then the only other two people that was like oh I kind of know you there was a guy named Dharmandra. Dharmandra. um he's at the bar and he turns around he's sort of an older guy that's sort of dancing I don't remember if you know that um he's the second hero in Chile next to Abita Bakchan Okay, because I guess it's like it's like a two guys sort of adventure movie, and he's the other guy.
0: I did um, not recognize. You said show. He's the guy from Showlay. Yeah, which you've seen. Yeah, I've seen that. I didn't recognize him, but that movie is also like you know probably thirty years earlier. This, and, uh, so.
1: yeah, he's an he's an older guy.
0: Yeah, and Amitabh Bakshan, like I wouldn't recognize him if I haven't seen him like in interviews and stuff from yeah, his yeah. from his time in like Shole or. Um, uh, that's not to say he it's hasn't engineer. aged well. Abhita Bachchan has aged
1: fantastically. Yeah, he just, just, looks, he
0: just looks different. I mean, those movies are from the 70s, and this movie's from 2007, so. Yeah. Um,
1: and then the last one was uh, Taboo comes out. Do you know Taboo? Mm-mm. So, Taboo is, uh, I mean, she's a star in a ton of other Bollywood she the, movies. She, not old, but older. She was not the old older one that, like, basically gets,
0: like, the biggest crowd okay. stand back moment. I was, I was curious as to who that was because she's the one who has a line and something about, like, if I was younger, I would be the yeah, yeah Yeah,
1: yeah. she's in a lot of famous Bollywood movies, but okay.
0: I, I, none that I had seen or knew
1: you saw. Like, I know you had seen Ch- Shole. Mm-hmm. Uh But Taboo is um, Pai's mom in Life of Pai, and then she's in a, oh, okay. other Bollywood movies. Um so yeah, those were the main people I do. I'm sure people that know Bollywood movies and are listening to this is like, but this person, but this person, but that's, that's as much as I got for now. Yeah. So he reunites with Papu and his mom and he's like, I'm sorry. Uh, there's a one kind of an underrated scene, but he's talking with Papu. He's like, I got Wait, to hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: I have to sorry. mention this. I'm I'm looking at all the, the cast members who are cast as as himself or herself uh-huh. on the Wikipedia page. One of them is Miles Teller. <laughs> Are you shitting me? Miles Teller as himself. One of them is actually Miles Teller. One of them is Zac Efron. Are you serious? (laughs) When? Where? When did they show up? Also, this is two thousand and seven. How is Miles Teller supposed to be in this? As himself? I don't know. From uh, Rabbit Hole. This is pre Rabbit Hole. This would be pre Rabbit Hole. What? (laughs) Okay. Pause podcast. Yeah, this is pre, like anything he'd done. Spectacular Now uh, was 2013. 13? So six years before that? It's This is not on his Wikipedia page. I wonder if that's a bit. Like if somebody's... I yeah, this has to be a bit. I don't know. <laughs> that's weird. Uh, <laughs> he hadn't been in anything. He was in a few short films that I've never heard of. No. Okay, whatever.
1: Anyway, um, so there's a really good scene, reunion scene between Papu and uh, Ohm where basically they're arguing and he's basically run to the home that he wants now. The mom, like this is the sort of like this caring family. Um, there's a really good review um, by a guy. Let me see if I can at least shout him out. Although this guy died recently. Um, he was a letterbox user, but he has this great review that said, like, everything you end up running from, you end up chasing. And that's sort of this movie. Like, he's kind of running from this life and trying to run towards, like, stardom and stuff. But in the end, he just really wants to, like, get re- revenge for this person that murdered him and his the girl he liked and, mm-hmm. you know, um, his name is cleansing my soul of addiction. That's his letterboxed hmm. handle, but it's, it's a great review. Um, but yeah, he's ended up at home now. And like, this is like, he's, he's feels found, but now he's in the background is the same poster that had Shanti that he was like looking at, but it's now him looking back. It's his face looking at him talking to Papu. It's a, it's a great, um, reverse to the, like the beginning. um, He sets up this meeting with Mukesh, and uh, Mukesh is, like, uh, you know, he's trying to get Mukesh to, like, fund this movie. And uh, Mukesh has this reference, he's, like, call me Mike, everyone in Hollywood does. And that's actually a reference to M. Night Shyamalan.
0: Oh, is it? (laughs) Yes.
1: It's a dig at M. Night Shyamalan for getting too Americanized. Okay. (laughs) Um, Isn't...
0: I'm looking this up before I. Is he? Isn't he from here? Like originally? I mean, I know he's Indian, has Indian heritage, but I thought he was from. Like, he, he might be. Oh no, he was born at- in India. I thought he. Was, I thought he was from like.
1: Oh, he goes or, he to was, school
0: here. He was raised in Penn Valley, Pennsylvania. I was going to say I thought he he grew up in like Philadelphia or something. Yeah, that's a cheap shot. Like. He, that's he, a low blow. Yeah, he grew up. He grew up in Pennsylvania, like the most American <laughs> the of all states. In Come the on. fight. Call the penalty.
1: Um, so basically they go through this casting process of trying to find a woman that looks exactly like Shanti that they'll be able to like scare. That's a weird plan, but basically they're going to try to scare Mukesh into believing he's she's Seeing alive as a yeah, ghost yeah. again, and be like, oh, I'll confess to the murder because he's scared.
0: So. Shaky plan at best, but whatever. Hey, does it work? I mean, not. Well, sort no. Of. I guess it sort of works. Uh, it wouldn't have, but <laughs> some things happen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> More twists. Um, so they they find uh, they are like oh, there's no shanties that we can use, but then this girl comes in and is like, I am your biggest fan, Ohm. Shah Rukh Khan, and it's it's basically shanti and so now it's like a complete role reversal from the beginning
0: yeah what i thought though is that it was gonna be shanti reincarnated but it's, no and i, I, I kind of like that it's not yet. the same th- it's not the same thing but we'll... <laughs> it's not it's a very like ditzy girl named sandy who <laughs> <laughs> sandy's such a great like american yeah pop girl named compared to shanti she's like she's a klutz she um is constantly like chewing gum and then like in like in love me tonight she does faint a lot yeah <laughs> just like the, <laughs> just like the princess from love me tonight
1: yeah so they start building these like basically tricks to pretend to mukesh that uh she's still around they uh have him this is like the, the Sandy's mom or someone. Oh no, the main star's mom that they're actually casting in the role is like hot for Mukesh and like mm-hmm. almost ruins this bit where they're trying to pretend like the ghost is the sounds of Shanti is like haunting the set. Um then uh one of my favorite a... bits Oh, go
0: ahead. No, yeah. what were you say? I was gonna say they rig a picture of the original Shanti. To yeah, exactly. Catch fire, but like the rig doesn't work right, like, and we learn why the rig yeah. doesn't work right at first. Yeah, and one of the wires on. is
1: off. Um, and then uh, my favorite one is they're watching dailies of like
0: yes the stuff they've shot,
1: and then they just have like the Shanti double like pop up and like turn to the camera and we like give him like a scary face. He's like, oh, look at that, and then Shaggy's like, I don't know what you're talking about, and then he calls up to the projection and was like, uh, play, play the reel back, and, and Punky's like. Yeah, so they swap the reel and it's like, that's nothing. Oh, look it's fine. We can't you're going crazy? Um, but basically they they set it up so like the final uh trick that they're going to pull is have Shanti scare him at the 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 premiere where they're going to film the final number um and uh and basically haunt confession on tape. Exactly. They're going to get his confession on tape.
0: Um does it work out that way? Yeah. You know, my notes here just, like, stop. Like, I took notes while watching this movie so that we could talk about it, and they just stop because I was just, like, too into the movie. Well,
1: let's just talk about... This musical number he's putting on is basically him singing about the murder Mm -hmm. that he and Shanti came from their past life on Mukesh's life. He's singing it directly to Mukesh this whole time. It's, like, the baddest-ass thing I've ever seen. It is so powerful. Um... This is song, the song I maybe listen to the most as well, besides Doomtana. It's fucking great. It's, this is like when it's like, this is an epic, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and uh, basically at the end of the number, the chandelier Phantom of the Opera style, like, falls and knocks Bukesh out. And uh, instead of getting him medical attention, they just sort of leave him there to, for him to wake up. And in privacy, they could, like, confront him. And, uh, Ohm starts with, like, being like, you, you did this, Murder Mukesh. But he, at this point, he's figured out that Sandy's a double. Cause he's seen, he's, he, he, he went back and the, checked the yeah. reel. And it's like, yeah, he, she is, like, fake on the reel. And, uh, when he chases her out of the main number, she runs into a, sh- uh, like, a candelabra and she starts bleeding. And he's like, ghosts don't bleed. Ghosts don't bleed. Um, but basically he's like i you you don't have fucking shit on me ohm so ohm realizes like the gig is up and uh he's like trying to call sandy off (sighs) this is like the best part of the movie um suddenly
0: he pulls out a gun
1: yeah yeah quote unquote though sandy appears out of nowhere um and is like you know you fucking killed me Mukesh, and Ohm's like Sandy go ways. No it's not gonna happen <laughs> And uh in. Yeah and the best part She's like uh You know No one found my body Cause you came back After the fire burned down I was still alive You buried me under the chandelier If anyone looks They'll find the body You'll be Sent to prison And he's like What the fuck Yeah. That at this is point not,
0: That is all new information
1: At this part, I start wondering if like Sandy is the reincarnation Of Shanti Or if she has some, like, possession mm-hmm. touch uh, from Shanti. And, uh, you know, then there there's a fight. And uh, basically, Om shoots Mukesh in the leg. And Shanti tells him, like, this is not your kill to have. And suddenly, out of nowhere, the chandelier falls and kills him. And you realize, like, oh, wait, this is Shanti's ghost that has haunted this set. Mm-hmm. And, like, the stuff, like, the the picture frame the picture going wrong, yeah. the chandelier falling down and knocking him out. Like, this is all Shanti's ghosts doing. There's this beautiful moment where Sandy comes out and you realize, like, oh, shit, like, Shanti is this ghost. <sighs> and there's this beautiful moment where, like, you know, Om sees Shanti and recognizes, like, they're both past this life that they were murdered in, but they need to, like, let go. And he embraces mm-hmm. Shanti. Or Sandy... And Shanti's ghost runs to the top of the stairs and evaporates. And it's this beautiful, like, leaving the past behind moment.
0: That's it. It's very good. It's fucking beautiful, man. I guess this one is sort of a uh, an unrequited love story in a way. I know. Yeah, yeah. When,
1: when you said, like, you had liked movies where, like, the couples end up, like, not together or dead. It's like, yeah,
0: they... This the one they do. Both? Both in this one? Yeah, they both do and they don't end up together, actually. But well, he kind of it's implied he ends up with Sandy, though, does he
1: I guess in Bollywood movies, they don't like to have the hero's kiss, okay,
0: and so this this is about as much of like a they are in love that they can do, okay, see, I thought of it as like he he wasn't in love with sandy, she'd look like the person he loved, but she wasn't her, but he the 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 win is not um him getting together with. Shanti I do think that's big, the bigger win, the bigger... Yeah, the win, is, it, it the win literally is that he ends avenged. on her disappearing. Yeah, the win is that he avenged her Her death. Yes. Yeah. So even though he can't be with her, he he at least can do this thing that even in the afterlife she's able to uh, appreciate. Yeah. And now we go to the best end credits scene of all time. Yes, that's a great end credits.
1: <laughs> Which is basically they have a red carpet come out and they're like, yay! And like Shah Rukh Khan comes out and Topeka... Can't remember her last name, and the guy who plays Mukesh comes out, and starts waving to the crowd, and then it's like art director like comes out, and then like it's everyone. You know, it's like everyone who worked on the movie is coming out. And or, when, when we say crowd. everyone, it goes down to best boy, assistant directors, fucking accountants come out, and they're like they get a they get a red carpet. It's it's really this beautiful thing. Of, like these are the people that made the magic happen. We are giving every fucking one of them at least the heads of the department. Like maybe not all the painters and stuff on set, but like the head of each department, including accountants, you know, personal assistants, like every single person, you are getting your moment to shine. Except? Except for Farrakhan, who comes out just too late <laughs>
0: and we're rolling the rope. <laughs> everyone's gone. And she just kind of like Come on. Yeah, it's it's great. It's a good bit. Um. Yeah. that's the movie yeah it's a cool movie i would uh recommend it's on i mean if people have watched it all the way through we'd spoil the shit out of it but if uh you're still interested just to see the the spectacle it's on netflix (laughs) at least for the musical numbers which are immaculate they're so good i I don't know that love me tonight is as easily um track downable it's free on youtube oh all right all right well, it's pretty... in really shitty quality, so I would recommend getting the Kino Blu-ray. If okay, you can. yeah, yeah. I, I don't think it's uh, like I don't think a good quality of this is uh, no. floating around on like the usual, Mm-mm. the usual suspects. But yeah, a couple good movies.
1: Yeah. Uh, quickly before we have to go because we Super Bowl is happening today.
0: Yeah. Um, thumbs up, thumbs down. Love me tonight. Thumbs up. Out of four, um, I give it four and a half on Letterboxd. But I'm gonna go four on uh, four to four. That a boy,
1: and uh, four for me too. Thumbs up. Om shanti om. Thumbs up.
0: Thumbs up. And four out of four.
1: Fuck yeah! I thought you'd like this movie.
0: What about you? I'm a, I'm guessing four out of four.
1: Yeah. Hey, Pelly. Um. Out of curiosity, because I I checked your list to see if like you had a, a current ranking of new watches this year. No, I don't. How think would that's this a- rank?
0: yet i don't know i've watched a lot of really good movies me too um a whole yeah a whole bunch that are like just no doubt are five stars and i feel like more than i did last year like to to Mm -hmm. start off the year but i mean hiroshima monomore is like an all-timer for me
1: yeah that's gonna be your one
0: yeah like this is this is great ruggles of red gap is great um iron monkey is great laklisa is great I've watched two, two, three, um, Joe Zhangke movies that are all like fucking incredible. It's been a, it's been a. How great. many of those were new to you though? Um, still life and platform, and I think those are the only two I watched that were new to me. You saw Touch of Sin, though, right? Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, so I guess it was okay. L- yeah, I'm I'm looking at my uh, my diary. I guess those are the only two new ones. Um, sure. But still, both of those are, like, probably five out of fives for me. Like, hell yeah, they are.
1: We're going to talk about them later this week, but holy fuck are those movies
0: good. Yeah. They, uh, it's some good shit. And then I, I rewatched, uh, Dutchess Sin last night. Great. Yeah. All right. Good stuff. So we'll wrap, we'll wrap it up there.
1: Um, you, thanks for, uh, listening. You can check us out on Twitter, Litterbox, Gmail, Great Movies Pod, um, and, uh. Thank you, Scott Brady, for doing the podcast art. You can find us Brady on Twitter. And that should be all for it.
0: Have a happy Valentine's Day. Yeah, sorry for making fun of the Tick, Tick, Boom, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> all right,
1: roger out. Roger out.